Why, hello, everybody, and welcome to an open mic pain with Anthony and Wayne. And we're here for part deuce of UFOs. So the hearing has happened. Is the world different? I think so. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Russell. How are you doing, Wayne, and what did you think of the hearing? I am ecstatic. Uh, this hearing was, I don't want to say it was everything I, I hoped it would be, but we'll get into why it was everything it should have been, I think. Um, it, it, it was it was a big day in the history of the world. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think this was a, I think this was a great day. Yeah, I think they might look back on this day, actually, like the history uh, of books. And, and I'll, uh, we're going to go over why it was so important. So, number one, uh, they did do it under oath. We were talking about saying that it was pretty essential that they did that. And they did make every, you know, Dave uh, Grush, Fravor, and Ryan Graves raise their hand and went under oath and said some wild shit. I'll tell you, 6 to 12 for me when that happened. Oh, yeah. We were yeah. like... I, I, Oh yeah, it was so good. I, I was I was pumped about that. And do you want to go over uh, briefly for those of people who might have missed the first UFO episode? Why that's so important? Yeah, so it's pretty important that they go under oath because they are making verifiable claims. So all they're doing though is making claims. So this is saying I've seen or I've heard or a credible person has told me that we have X or Y in our nation's inventory. And if they weren't under oath, they could say anything and it wouldn't really matter. And how would you care? But if they make verifiable claims under oath in front of Congress and they're telling lies, well, they can be brought in front for perjury and you know, all kinds of shit can happen to them. So it's a big deal that they made them. Uh, well, I'm told by Twitter that uh, this was uh, on the witnesses. They really wanted to be under oath because they felt the same way. Like, why would you care what I say unless, you know, I really put something on the line. So I think that's huge. It is huge. Yeah. I, I was, I was excited to see that. Um, and there were some things that were said um, mostly by David Grush, where he had, he was asked a few questions where he said, I cannot speak to that here, but um, in Skiff, it's Skiff, right? Yes. Special, no, sorry, sensitive, compartmentalized information facility. Yeah. So that's so basically just an avenue where you can give, it's a, just really any room that they designate uh, that is completely you know safe from tapping and all that. It's where someone can exchange classified information and we knew from the beginning before this hearing that Grush was going to have to say that a lot because he, uh, the specifics of the program are classified. So he can get in trouble for saying that in front of cameras. But he now with the whistleblower protections that they passed last year, he's allowed to say freely in the right setting. So they were just kind of, this was the setup for that. And I, I, I don't know, I might have the wrong outlook on this, but some of the things that he said, I can, I can speak to that. Um, in a closed setting, I was like, holy shit, that's not a no. Yeah. I feel like every he time he said that, it was not a no, it was a yes. 
Well, because he did say some no's. You know, whenever they would ask a question like, have you seen, um, you know, a foreign adversary with the technology? He might say, no, I haven't seen that. No, that's not what I picked up. But if it was something specific that, for instance, um, have there been crashes where bodies are recovered? He said, I can't get into the specifics of that. But yes. Or has anyone been fucking murdered? (laughs) That's true. So the key to all this is that the way that this cover-up for these UFOs have happened, almost equally as big of a story is how they kept it a cover-up. And a lot of people have said, oh, well, like, why are these people only coming out now? There have been whistleblowers since the 40s and 50s that have come out to talk about this. And a lot of them have been Jeffrey Epstein in their prison cell where they have killed themselves because they were so sad by, like, a man strangling them. So a lot of that's happened. It's like that Hillary Clinton body list. I mean, there was a lot of people that Hillary knew that were able to shoot themselves in the back of the head. (laughs) Yeah, there was, like, that one guy who's, like, got... He killed himself by uh, dragging himself behind a car and driving himself into <laughs> the Sahara Desert and then shooting himself like multiple times with a shotgun from a large, long distance away. <laughs> he was really good at that. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quick question. Um, this is slightly off topic, but since we're talking about whistleblowers and people who have knowledge and all that, um, Men in Black, not the movie but the actual mm. men in black that are uh, rumored to exist for real. Uh, this is something I meant to ask you about, and I just keep forgetting. Are you familiar with this, and what do you know about this? I, I, I've yeah. seen so, bits and pieces online, but I don't know a lot. I was just curious if you knew anything about it. Yeah, here's my perspective on it. So I think when people talk about men in black, they are – inherently attributing it to a governmental source. Like uh, the government has a special men in black that will go and seize UFO materials and that's kind of their job. And I don't believe that to be the case because our government is so unbelievably compartmentalized. When you're saying government, what are you talking about? The intelligence community? You're talking about the DOD? Are you talking about the Air Force, the Navy, and specifically the Marines? All of those are completely separate organizations that in order for them to create something that's so cross-governmental to me is fishy. So what I think is, and David Grush has hinted at this, is that there are recovery teams for private aerospace companies. Meaning if you are Lockheed Martin and you have literally billions of dollars of contracting and you know because of agreements that you've had with the government in the past – that there are non-human technological crafts flying in the sky and sometimes they crash. Well, you're probably going to put a big emphasis of your money into getting to the crash before anybody else does in the future because, you know, it's just if they crash, it doesn't mean the government's the only people that are going ever going to get there and see it. You could be better at that. So from Grush's perspective, if a UFO goes down, there sometimes will be people that you see there that might, to you, seem like a men in black team, but might just be the security team of Lockheed Martin, and they're going in there to try to pick up something that will be very valuable to them. I just picture them being like the uh, Salamanca twins from Breaking Bad. Mm. Oh, yeah. Definitely don't want to fuck with them. 
don't want to fuck with them. No, I, I, I think it's much sillier than that. I bet it's a bunch of nerds that go out there in hazmat suits that are familiar with radiation, you know, probably in that background because a lot of the theoretical propulsion ideas rely on, you know, radio, uh, I mean, radiation and nuclear energy, shit like that. Mm. So, yeah, something of that nature. All right, back to the hearing. So what I want to really talk about, folks, is the bullet points of what Grush said on the record. So a couple things. One, he did say that he uh, knows for certain that we have craft in our possession, that bodies have been recovered from these craft of non-humans. We're talking about alien bodies, motherfuckers. Why are you still listening to this? Why have you ripped off all your clothes and went into the woods and fornicated or something? Because this is real. We are not alone. Think about everything you've been told in your life. It's wrong. And this guy's under oath who worked for the UAP task force. So you're like, oh, who would know if this was real? That guy. Uh, daily briefing for the president. Like, you can go on and on and on about how much superlatives David Crush has. And this guy's going out putting, again, he said he had people coming after him already. Under oath, he said this for the things he's been saying. And I believe this is just the tip of the iceberg. So we have craft in our possession. We have alien bodies. All of that shit is now on the public record. And that doesn't even get into David Fravor and Ryan Graves' testimony, which including Fravor's first-hand tic-tac on the record of the Congress. The Congress people asked really amazing questions. It was a great day for UFOs. It was. Um, I want to touch on two points on that. Um this hearing was uh, bipartisan. So whether they were Democrat or Republican, they all came, everybody came together for the same cause, which was to, to uncover the truth here, which I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, um, when you have nope. Tim Burchett and you have Alexander uh, or Tez, whatever her name is, AOC, and the same uh, subcommittee, you know you're bipartisan as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Was it Burkett? I, I thought they kept saying Burchett. Burchett? I don't know. <laughs> Burchett. I have no idea. He said I dad gummit a lot, though. I love dad gummit. I don't want to start saying that oh, myself that a lot. It, I loved that guy. I I don't know who that guy is, but um, I would have a beer with that guy just oh, to hear him say that over and over again. God, God exactly. damn it. God, God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's like the South are a completely different species of human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, the, you know the other thing, he, like he had a really good sense of humor, um, but he was also you could tell he was super into this, and he was like, like this is his shit. Uh, he he actually was one of the ones that put this together, right? Yeah, he was a uh, lead along with uh, Representative Luna. So they weren't uh, chairs of the meeting because they don't chair subcommittee. So everybody got their tits in a bunch when uh, Burchett wasn't you know, the chairman of it, but no, you just, he, he's a congressman who put this together because he got definitely briefed by Lou Elizondo and Chris Mellon, who used to run the, uh, Lou Elizondo's case, run a tip, the program that succeeded into the UAP task force that Dave Grush worked for. So all this is, is a 90 year, we found something incredible that we can't tell anybody about and we can't reverse engineer secret 
the government releases everybody says the government can't keep secrets and i would tell you that you're a fucking idiot if you think that the government has only dispelled secrets when they've absolutely had to like when the church committee found out mk ultra was uh intelligence community was dosing citizens with lsd and watching them bang each other and shit like that and uh, you did not see the U-2 stealth bomber until it was already over another fucking country for many years doing its surveillance. So they keep secrets really goddamn well. Like, uh, who killed Kennedy? We still don't fucking know. <laughs> and it's very it's obvious that that's the case. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, we kind of went off a little bit. The The second thing I wanted to say... Was about um, Fravor, first name David, right? As well. Yep. Yep. David Fravor. He made a comment where he wasn't a big UFO guy. Um, the thing I loved about him was, like, you could tell he wasn't super thrilled to be there, which I think kind of added to his credibility. He made a comment when they said, "Why are you here? Why are you doing this?" And he said, "Pretty much like peer pressure. Like people are telling me I need to back these guys up because what I know is true." Um. Well, like his was... case is the number one, uh, and it's unanimous, for evidence as far as radar, as far as um, data goes, and, you know, highest level eyewitnesses getting close proximity. This is the best publicly known case that exists. So it's important that he goes out there under oath and says the story for the public record and goes, no. There are rumors out there that I don't think that this is uh, that I think that America could have this technology and all that. Well, here I am to dispel that. I'm saying under oath that no, this was not something that we have in our inventory. Just again, in fucking sane. Yeah, hearing it come, hearing all that come from his mouth directly, and the the um, just a step by step of what he witnessed and what happened that day was incredible same thing with ryan graves uh which i wasn't familiar with him and and that whole that whole thing with the 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 dark gray black spheres inside the the cubes or i'm sorry yeah they're basically a dark gray cube inside of a translucent sphere where the edges of the cube touch the edge of the spear yeah and just trying to pick that like that is something out of like doom or something you know the video game doom <laughs> yeah, you can Google that, um, and it will come up with the uh, artist render of what he's talking about because he's been talking about this for a lot of years now, since two thousand, you know, seventeen, roughly. Um, but what Ryan said in this press conference that was brand new was that uh, he gave an on-the-record account from a, I don't want to call it a whistleblower, but somebody that came forward with evidence to him uh, that was in our armed services of a football sized cube stadium football stadium sized red cube the red the red red rectangle thing yeah that hovered over our nuclear air base and what so that's brand new no one's heard that before and so that's cool they have avenues to investigate that And, Uh, and once again this is like it's new and it sounds fucking insane but they are under oath like they they're putting a lot on the line here where if they can't, if they can't back this up uh, or, you know, whatever that they, they could potentially go to jail for this. They're not, they're not just some kid with a, like we mentioned before, I don't know if uh, maybe we did, maybe we didn't, this might've been a conversation we had, but 
not like the guy that had the fucking big foot in his his igloo cooler, you know, which turned out to be like a a Halloween store, you know, clearance item. He, muted. Um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Fuck! 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 <laughs> no, yeah, that was awesome. Is, that that yeah, this, Bigfoot thing. This, yeah, this this isn't that. You know, that guy has no repercussions whatsoever. He just gets a little bit of fifteen seconds of fame. Yeah, it was the guy that duped Fox News. You know that kind of thing. This guy, these guys are on the fucking record. Yeah, they have wanna, a lot to lose. So the last thing I want to say about the hearing because I think this is the biggest part. <laughs> my number one revelation that came from it was a question from actually AOC. And she asked David Grush, hey, if I want to go find this saucer, I want to go find the craft, I want to find the program, where do I go? Who do I ask specifically? And David Grush could have said, again, uh, that's classified and I will give you information, you know, in an unclassified setting. And uh, though he did, how he worded it was so verifiable that, you know, it leads me to believe he's telling the truth. And what he said was, I can give you specific names, hostile witnesses and cooperative witnesses mm-hmm. and specific program names and companies of where they work. So he told her, Outs like when in a place where it's illegal for me to do, I'll give you every piece of information that you need to go see these saucers. And Ross Coltart, we talked about that, Ozzy, uh, beautiful man in our last episode, yep, has yep, said that he... Up. Oh, slinging it. Has said that he has under good authority that there is a uh, UFO so big that the government, uh, the United States have grabbed possession of, that it's unmovable, meaning they had to build a building around it. And that happened in a foreign country. Uh, Nobody knows where it is, but the rumors it's South Korea. People have, like, put on Google Earth where they think it would be. But anyways, if something like that's true, and they can't move it because it's so big. Maybe it's dug into the ground archaeologically or something, and they've dug out you know, a portion of it, but they can't grab it out of the ground. Well, now David Grush knows where that is, and he's going to send uh, the Congress you know, perfectly breadcrumbs to that area. You know, one of the interesting things um, was Congress had said that they had tried to go somewhere, and, and you'll know better than me, but... They had tried to go check some things out, and they were stopped by the Pentagon. Yeah, Eaglin Air Force Base, Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burchett, Matt Gates, and uh, Congresswoman Luna went down to get a briefing on UFOs. When they got there, they were giving a briefing on um, threats to that Air Force Base. They halted the briefing and said, this is not why we're here. We're here for the UFOs, motherfucker. Please tell us about it. Uh, they were denied that briefing. Matt Gates, who has as part of the Senate Arms Intelligence Community, or I think, or sorry, the House Intelligence Arms Community, so he's very high up in classification, uh, was able to using beautiful legal jujitsu uh, coerce the Air Force Base into showing him the evidence. So he said in the uh, press conference that uh, though Burchett and Luna were not allowed to see it, he was. And he was shown a look like a fireball UFO, look like the, look like the sun, uh, that fighter pilots were chasing. And it was scrambling their radar, LIDAR, and they couldn't take FLIR, forward-looking infrared videos of it. 
So the guy took out his iPhone in his cockpit and got close to it and took a picture. What they found when they saw the picture was it was an orb with a bunch of little orbs spinning all around it. And uh, Matt Gates has said, and again, he said this during a under oath congressional hearing, that he could not attribute that to any technology known to any place domestically in the world. Here's a quick question. Um, was Matt Gates under oath as well? Was all of Congress, are they always under oath? I don't know how that works, actually. I mean, no, because they would go to jail a lot for all the lies that they say up there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, I, I have to give them credit for how much they bashed the government. They did. They bashed it a shit ton, which was hilarious. But Dad um, gummit. <laughs> Dad gummit. Um, I... But I was just curious. I didn't. I didn't know. It doesn't. I'm not to discredit him or anything. But I was just curious if if they were all under oath as well. No, he might be um, a lying bitch. But um, uh, he his story is corroborated by Bursha and Luna, who were there, and said that yeah. he was given a um, access to the pilot who took the photo and shown it. And Bursha has talked in the past about being uh, given access to, um, you know, video that the public hasn't seen that would completely, you know, sci-fi, they call it, change uh, the mind of the people. So, I mean, we're there. This is the tipping point, everybody. We're about to get disclosure to the American people that we're not alone. Maybe these are the, like, think about the implications of where do we go after we die? How did we get here? Who made us? What if the answer to this is here? And um, sorry, Jesus, but this is like what maybe really did it. And I think that's profound. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting. Um, you know, the that's the age-old question, right? The meaning of life. Are we alone? And uh, I got to tell you, folks, I'm fully convinced we're not. That I wasn't... If you talked to me before the debrief article that David Grush came out on, I think I might have said, even maybe on the record on this podcast, that I was a heavy believer, but I my belief was waning because we were not seeing... Hey. What? Waning. Just... Oh, yeah, exactly. Waning, which is a, <laughs> which is a bad term. When you wane, you um, are a huge pussy. I think that's what it's called. So I was being a huge pussy. Uh, <laughs> About the UFO topic, and I was just getting sick of it. Because, you know, show me the craft at this point. But when Grush came out in the debrief article and then was corroborated with an on-the-record colonel uh, from the Pentagon saying that he is telling the truth, we are not alone. I mean, how much more do you need before you have to... You know, I'm not saying jump all in and, and say there's aliens, there's nothing we could do about it. But to at least go, I don't think they're lying Let's get to the bottom of this. You know, our intelligence agencies, by the way, started in 1947, right after Roswell, New Mexico, uh, have been fucking us for 75 years any way that they could and operating like a rogue agent for the government without oversight. And because of people like Ryan Graves, Dave Fravor, and Dave Grush, you know, we're not worrying about that anymore very soon so wayne do you want to wrap this sucker up and uh you know say anything else no i i think it was a uh, really good watch if if you guys have not watched it um go ahead and do it man it, like just listen just really pay attention don't 
Don't do it with your kids running around. Don't do it with your wife nagging at you or your husband nagging at you. Sit down and listen to what these motherfuckers have to say because they are slinging some hammers and it's all under oath. This this is, in my opinion, this is all the truth. This is they, These guys believed that shit. So part three of our video into UFOs, we're going to take from Roswell, New Mexico, and we're going to bring you bitches into the prime time right now, 2023, of what's happening in the UFO world. So we're going to do all that. Wayne's giving me all kinds of signals that I can't decipher. <laughs> so I'm just going to... Was, I was trying to say, can you go for a minute? Because I have to go pee real quick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's how you tell me to keep talking. As you yeah. go... <laughs> oh, that's the beginning of the episode. God damn it. <laughs> yes. Uh, Hello. I'll be, I'll be back in 45 seconds. Yes, yeah, so I'll just start this again, you stupid piece of shit. So in part three of our UFO episode, we're going to take you from Roswell, New Mexico, and we started off, and we're going to get into the nitty-gritty, some Project Blue Book, take you maybe into some Socorro, New Mexico, up into the Phoenix Lights in the Virginia, Brazil, up to the Tic Tac incident in 2004 that happened in the hearing. Maybe up to 2017 with the cube inside of a sphere that Ryan Graves was talking about. And uh, we'll end with, I don't know, some candy, some cake, or some shit. I'm supposed to talk for a minute while Wayne pisses his stupid bowels out into the toilet. Because he couldn't wait till I just finished the fucking end of this. Even though there's probably 30 seconds left because we were in the finale of it. But no, Wayne has to go and pee, I hope, into a sink so that he does it quicker. But more than likely, he'll go to the farthest place that he possibly can go to take this piss and make me talk forever, longer, and always. So I don't know. I'm just barreling steam now, over and over again, staring at the ground, staring at the ceiling, staring at these lights that are burning my eyes. I'm not talking to Wayne, because he's still pissing. Looking at his sign, seems kind of crooked. Shouldn't be crooked. Had all kinds of time to look at it. Bullseye not between his head, wooden chair beneath <laughs> Oh, God damn it. I hope you like this when you edit, you fucking son of a bitch. Um, so, let's see. Let's see. Something else, something else, something else. Reptilians. Are the government wearing masks and underneath those, are they lizards? I don't know. Maybe we'll discuss that next in a different episode. Pitter-patter. Skedatter. God damn it. I hope that this is hard to edit because you did this to me. Ours, all you can see is Spotify on his fucking banner because a wooden chair is covering it. I bet that's uncomfortable. Son of a bitch. But you'll see all that and more on another episode, on another step, in another place, towards the quest for all kinds of empty chair laughs.
No word of a lie. <laughs> what? How much of that did you hear, Mike? <laughs> what? Did you did Nothing you hear? Oh, good. Wait till you hear what I said. <laughs> no, it, it all comes with the headphones. I couldn't hear anything. No, no word of a lie. I go pee, and I walk out of the bathroom, and Daisy is, like, running back and forth in the kitchen. I'm like, wait, you got to go pee? So I open the door real quick. I go, like, I had shut the, the light off. I walk out, and I just watch her. I swear to God, like, 25, 30 seconds, and she's just peeing the whole time. I She was <laughs> peeing so long, I started laughing. The neighbor must. I think the neighbors. I think the neighbor was outside smoking a cigarette, and I was just like, <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, "Dude, are you all right? Like, what are you doing?" And she just she she does this. She looks back at me. She goes, <laughs> "I was like, Jesus Christ!" Like a cocktail shrimp. 